thank the Lord for his person of Jesus the Christ, of pardon, his protection, and the privilege of worship. Bless the Lord. This morning, we will cover our last attitude. We started out with, yeah, complaining. I think we all registered as complainers, moved from complaining to covetousness, from covetousness to having critical spirits. We still have them. And from critical spirits, amen, this morning, we're looking through a microscope at the attitude of rebellion. Yeah. Three souls came to Christ this morning. Thank the Lord. From whom all blessings flow. Before you cut me off, I know you don't have the spirit of rebellion, but I'd like you to just listen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, this bud's for you. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not talking about beer either. Luke chapter 9, Luke chapter 9, beginning at verse 53 to 56, when you get it, say amen. Luke 9, 53, and they did not receive him, talking about Jesus, because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elijah did? But he, Jesus, turned and rebuked them and said, ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. I want to pick up on verse 55. You know not what manner of spirit you are. Let me say that again. You know not what manner of spirit you have operating in you. You cannot see yourself. You don't know yourself. What's really going on at the root level. My God. My sermon this morning is no room for your broom.
rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft. All witches, pull out your brooms. It's going to get tight up in here. Oftentimes, what we display outwardly is a camouflage of something deeper, damaging, and more dangerous inwardly. All of us have heard of the infamous Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Dr. Jekyll was a very respectful doctor during the day, but a hideous murderer by night. And spiritually, we can be warm but wounded. Yeah. Relational but a rebel. Admirable but angry. Calm but critical. And if ever there was a combination of controversy in one person, it comes down to this inner spirit of the occult. It is the attitude of rebellion. And although all of us have been rebellious, at times there is a spirit of rebellion. And this spirit of rebellion, according to the Holy Spirit in 1 Samuel 15, is God associates it with the occult. He says, for the, yeah, rebellion is likened unto witchcraft. And I, I tried to study out this combination that God, the Holy Spirit, had the prophet to write in Samuel. And what it basically means is when I rebel and I'm incapable of submitting, I then divine upon myself the results. I go into a occult-like practice of chanting. I go into a cult-like occult practice of divining my will over the will of Almighty God. It is a deep rooted sin. And in number 16, don't turn, we saw the rebellion of Korah, 250 leaders of Israel who turned on Moses and God opened up the ground and swallowed them. 
we see the rebellion of Balaam who was secretly in fellowship with Balak, an evil king, to pay him to curse Israel. And every time he would send a curse, God would turn it to a blessing. We see, we see, we see, we see the rebellion of Shimei when David and his men was riding from Saul and David pulled up to Shimei's house and asked for some food and water and he was the recognized king. And the Bible says Shimei cursed him to his face and David didn't utter a word, he just rode off. But later, as David is on his deathbed, he told Solomon, don't forget what he did, hit him. Joab, David's general, who cooperated with David's wicked son Absalom to kill David. Joab switched sides and David told Solomon, don't forget him either. And Solomon killed him. There's something about this sin of rebellion that God hates. Something about the spirit behind the sin. And I, I believe that there are some characteristics that come to the forefront when we have a spirit of rebellion. And I believe that rebellion is so dangerous spiritually because it's the opposite attitude of what Jesus did. It is something that has, amen, historical extensions. And it operates, amen, all the time. Yeah. I, I was saying to our Greek choir, Kent a minister of music, and when I hired Kent, I empowered him to be in charge of the whole music ministry. Kent reports to pastor, right Kent? Yeah. And, 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 and I was saying this morning, I, I don't care if you can sing like Aretha Franklin, I don't care if you can sing like Diana Ross or Gladys Knight. If you don't listen to him, just catch the midnight train to Georgia. Because <laughs> your butt won't sing up in here. Can I get a witness? Because I'm about structure. Are y'all getting this? And accountability. You, you can't join something and do it when you want to do it do it how you want to do it, then complain when you do it. Can I get a witness? You, you either in or you're out. You can't be a minister and come to church every three weeks and then sit in the pulpit. We don't know you. Can I get a witness? You can't be a deacon and just roam the back 
and not help prepare for communion and baptism and congregational care. There, there, there's an accountability that ought to be in place where much is given, much is, I'm preaching already, required. Can I get a witness? And, and, and see, the problem with rebellious people is they are highly opinionated. They want everything done their way. They're touchy. Yeah, they complain a lot. They procrastinate. That's their pass, passive way of not doing what you want done. I'm preaching already, Doc. Can I get a witness? And, and the fact of the matter is, is you're not hurting us. You're hurting yourself. Because this, this matter of rebellion is deep-rooted. And you were not rebellious when you joined this church. You were rebellious 10 churches ago. Can I get a witness? When you joined your first church. Somebody need to preach it. Amen. And the Bible says, obey them that have the rule over you, for they watch for your souls, that they may do it and give an account of gladness, for it would be unprofitable to you. Can I get a witness? And because I grew up in a structured home, because I was in the military seven years, I've never had a problem following orders. Never. And as a national leader, when the president, if the president should ask me to do something, I do what he asks me to do. There's no equivocation about what he wants done. Can I get a witness? There are certain people that cannot follow orders. And I can tell you something. They're not, they're not going where they think they're going in life. They're not going to be blessed the way they think they're going to be blessed because God going to close the door. Can I get a witness? They, they think they have, amen, blessings awaiting them, but God never forgets. Can I get a witness? Don't get quiet now. Just hang in there. Hang on in there. And my, my job is to preach the whole counsel of God. I want to suggest three things that jump in the way when we have rebellious spirits. Now, I'm talking about a spirit of rebellion, not the sin of being rebellious. Amen? Even though the prodigal son was rebellious, he didn't have a spirit of rebellion. He went out, wasted all his goods, Luke 15, and then the poverty-stricken life brought him to a census. Are you getting this? And then he started talking to himself, didn't he? He said, why am I eating with swine when my father owns all this livestock? I'm, I'm going to go home, and I'm, I'm going to say to my father, Father, I have sinned. Lord, help me. Make, make, just make me a servant. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says the father was out there waiting for him, looking for him, and saw him afar off. Said, kill the fatted lamb. Bring the, bring, bring the sandals. Bring the robe. Bring the crown. Bring the shoe. Because, bring a ring. Because my son who was dead is now found. He was blind, but now he sees. 
I want to I I look at this because in 1 Samuel 15, 22, that was read in your hearing, Saul the king was told by God through Samuel, kill all the Amalekites, don't touch the booty, the goods belong to me. And Samuel half, 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 half obeyed the Lord. He killed some of the Amalekites and let some live and took the booty and spread them out to Israel. And God through Samuel said, Samuel, you have sinned because obedience is better than sacrifice. I delight in obedience. Can I get a witness? It is in this context that I want to suggest, amen, and I'm going to say this, I'm, uh, I was raised, Mom Bettner, to, by my parents to say to my elders, yes, ma'am, and no, sir. I, I couldn't use slang with elders. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. It was simple. Not yeah, not hey, dog, not, you know, what's up? I, it was yes, ma'am, and no, sir. When a, when a police officer pulls me over, yes, sir, I was taught to respect authority. I'm pausing purposely. The fact of the matter is, is that in every situation where there is a rebellious spirit, there are three reasons why we display a rebelliousness. First, I want to suggest rebellion reveals a reverencing problem. Amen. It is a personal preference that I choose by an act of my wisdom. Meaning, you wouldn't dare go to work tomorrow and tell your boss, who do you think you are, God? But you'll come up in church and say that to somebody. You, you wouldn't pout and procrastinate on your full-time job. But you don't have a problem doing it in the church. You don't even think that you can miss rehearsals, meetings, yeah, and yet still serve in the church. But you wouldn't do that with a fraternity, a sorority, a club, or your job. Everything has, hallelujah, some responsibilities that you and I must meet. Do I have a witness? And see, a sign of spiritual immaturity is folk want the privilege without the responsibility. Well said, Pastor. Well said. Yeah. I want, I, want, I want to be privileged, but I don't want to buy into all this responsibility. It's too much. 
I want to be free. I want to make my own decisions. I want to do my own thing. I don't want anybody telling me what to do. I, I don't want anybody suggesting that I should come to court and learn the word. Oh, I got quiet on that one. Say, let me read my own Bible. Well, we got the Bible in the bosom. You ain't reading that. Praise the name of Jesus. And I learned a long time ago that being in the military seven years, when I took an order, I obeyed it. I didn't sit there and look at the person that gave me the order. I didn't sit there and, amen, uh, kind of go over in my mind whether I felt like obeying. I obeyed the order. I was duty-bound to obey and God has a great deal to say about obedience. 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 Mm. This first point of rebellion, which reveals a referencing problem, deals with the fact that in my own wisdom, I determine who I will obey and who I will rebel Amen. against. You know, you, you know, there's a scripture, I, I, I think it's in Colossians, it says, you know, it was in Peter, it's one of the two, it says, um, whatever you do, he says, especially do it in the house of God. Amen. Especially, especially. If you're going to do what's right, especially, especially do it to God's people. Can I get a witness? That, 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 that when we look at this matter of authority in our lives, there, there is usually this, this adversarial attitude to authority is oftentimes due to bad models of authority in your historical life. An abusive father, abusive mother, or a passive father, passive mother, and it actually angers us. Now, I'm, 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 I'm reaching for something here that may, maybe you grew up and didn't like the way your father treated your mother and which you, you, you couldn't speak out because he would knock your head off, so you internalized it and it became part of you. There's a resentment from our history about bad authority in our lives. And this is why your authority to your kids, your authority to your grandkids ought to be biblical because they too will suffer. My father stayed drunk. My father beat up my mother. My father never brought the money home. My father, my father, my father, my father, my father, my father. Or I had no father. Yeah, go ahead, Pastor. So the one that catches the hell is the husband. Yeah. Because when the husband comes along, it reminds the wife historically of what her mother went through. And she's already built up a resistance and said, this is not happening to me. Yeah. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place, Doc. 
So, 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 child of God, that's on one end. And then on the other end, a father who may have been passive and let the mother run over the father and the son is sitting there screaming on the inside, this will never happen to me. Every issue your children and my children will have came directly from us. Every issue that they're going to suffer through in their marriage came from us. I had to sit in church, and I'm saying I. Here's how our children reason. I watch my parents in church every Sunday only to come home and cuss each other out. Why should I go to church? I watch my mother defy my father. I watch my father disrespect my mother. And, they, and all they do is talk about Jesus. Something's wrong. This one's tight. And this bud's for you. Get the broom out. Bad authority can turn me into a rebel. Can I get a witness? And what bad authority does, bad authority ruins you to respect and to prioritize things in your life properly. And what tends to happen is you start causing irreparable problems in your relationship. Because nobody wants to be married to a rebel. Most of the fights that we pick, we're holding people hostage who never had anything to do with the way we are. It's tight. Romans 13, 1 and 2, you don't have to turn, deals with positional authority. And God says through the Apostle Paul, let every soul be subject to the governing powers. For there is no authority except it comes from God. And the authority that exists is from God. Therefore, Romans uh, 13, 1 and 2, whoever resists the authority is resisting the ordinance of God. And whoever resists the ordinance of God, judgment will fall on them. Read it. Obey them that have been given the rule over you. One of the things that we see here is that rebellion reveals a reverencing problem where by our wisdom we pick and choose who we will submit to and who we won't. That's, that's the problem. And the ones we ought to submit to, we don't. 
It could be through your wisdom of their education, your wisdom of respect, of how they think. Your... See, we size everybody up, don't we? Don't we, don't, don't we size everybody up? Don't we size everybody up? Size everybody? And, and, and we have this thing that we either are above them, below them, or even with them. And once you start sizing people up and saying, well, you know, I'm smarter than they are, that, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. You, 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 you have a tough time, amen, not being rebellious to their requests. It happens all the time. And, and listen, for position's sake, we ought to be submissive. If the president came in here this morning, I wouldn't say, hello, Barack. I would say, good morning, Mr. President. Because it's his position, not his person. It's his position that God has ordained. Are y'all getting this? Yeah. And, 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 And so it's in this context that we, we see that there is a reverencing problem within us, amen, and we pick and choose who we will reverence and who we won't reverence. I don't care what context it's in. And you can work overtime. You, one, you, you cannot win their approval once they have made it up in their mind, you are not approved worthy. Can, you can't even win it. The second scripture is Jude, verse 8 and 9. Jude is only one chapter. Verse 8 and 9 says, listen to this. Likewise also these dreamers who defile the flesh and they reject authority and speak evil of dignitaries, yet Michael the archangel, when contending over the body of Moses with Satan, dare not bring a railing accusation against him, but said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Let me, let me, that that scripture is so scary. God hid Moses' body at the point of his death. And God is omniscient and God is all powerful. And when God hid Moses, Satan couldn't even find it. That's good news for us. God, God can pull some stuff off Satan can't even get in on. All right. Michael the archangel, the highest angel in glory, came face to face with Satan over Moses' body. The word contending mean they was about to scrap. Here's the archangel of all glory, innumerable hosts of heaven coming face to face with Satan. And the Bible says that even Michael dare not become rebellious and bring a railing accusation against Satan. But he recognized his rank. He recognized that Satan is the fourth strongest in the universe. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, Satan. 
Michael is sitting up there face to face with Satan just saying to himself, I know I can't beat you, but the Lord rebuke you. Are you getting this picture? The fact of the matter is, is that rebellion reveals this reversing problem within us. We, we got a reverencing. We got a reverencing problem within us. Why should I reverence you when you're not as smart as I am? Why should I reverence you? Yeah. When I have better ideas than you have. Forget what God has to say. And that's why David, when running from Saul, it's in first, first and second Samuel, Saul was trying to kill David. And Saul's son was David's best friend. And as David is running from Saul, Saul is sending all these hundreds and thousands of soldiers to find David and to kill him. And David is hiding in a cave with 400 men. They call them the mighty men. I heard Chuck Swindell years ago preach on the mighty men and said these mighty men would make the mafia look like kindergarten children. They were fierce. They were, they were fighters. In fact, the Bible says they were so crazy David was scared of them. They were real warriors. And one night, David looked down on Saul's camp and his soldier said, we can go down and kill Saul right now. And David said, don't do it. Touch not God's anointed. Are you praying with me? How we reverence God, God's house, is the answer for everything else. This is God's house. This is not a movie theater where we throw trash, eat, text, cuss, share phone numbers. This, this is God's house where we lift up the name of Jesus. Can I get a witness? On Sunday, this is the place of worship. Well, we're here to talk about him. And anybody that wants to squeeze in the way of him, we push him out. Can I get a witness? We didn't come here to see you. We didn't come here to see me. We didn't come here to see what you're dressing in. We didn't come here to hear about your high education. We, we didn't come to hear about your social aspirations. We're here for him. Well, why are we here every Sunday? Because the Bible says, forsake not the gathering of yourselves together. When you come in here, when you enter my courts, enter with praise and thanksgiving. 
We're not here for bingo. We're not here for lottery tickets. We're, we're not here for bus trips. We're, we're not here. We're not here. We're not here to do what the world does. We're here to lift up him. And every time we lift up him, he lifts up us. Every time we praise him, he provides for us. Every time we sing songs to him, can I get a witness? He's got your children in his hands. Can I get a witness? He's worthy. I said Jesus is worthy to be praised. We're not here to put checks on the altar. We're here to tithe in the tithing box. Can I get a witness? I'm preaching up in this place this morning and I'm touchy about anybody that dares get in the way of him. Can I get a witness? If you grab the mic and it's all about you, we take the mic out of your hand. Can I get a witness? Uh -huh. I'm not here to preach about myself. I'm here to preach about him and him crucified. Can I get a witness? He's God, the Son, the Son of God. Can I get a witness? Yeah, he is. King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. See, Chase, I got a check right here for $5,000. There's no way this check is going to end up in the wrong place. I got to guard it with my life because this is God's money. Can I get a witness? It's not my money. It's not your money. You ain't getting this. It's God's money. When you get your paycheck, God says, take my money out. That's my money. Your breath is my breath. Your life is my life. Your strength is my strength. Your wave is my wave. Your shout is my shout. It all belongs to him. Now unto him who's able to keep you from falling. Can I get a witness? It's about him. Rebellion, rebellion, rebellion reveals, Lord have mercy, a reverencing problem. Mm. My God. I'm, 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 I, by the grace of God, Jesus, and, and I have failed in some of my duties. I, I went to a nursing home to see one of our old members yesterday, and the Lord put on my heart, visit the widows that are widows indeed. And I went to the nursing home and I just waited. They were singing in this nursing home and all the people just sitting there with their heads down. They was clapping. And I went up to one of our old members and I said, hey, baby. And she said, who are you? <laughs> and I said, Pastor Gordon. She said, and I prayed, and I kissed her, and I kissed her, and I kissed her. She said, oh, we going, we just talking. And she went back to her group, and I was walking out, 
And I felt this feeling of refreshment. Can I get a witness? See, Lord have mercy. One day, we may switch places. Child, 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 child of God, God wants us to be sensitized to the needs of people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Look at the second thing I believe of a rebellious spirit. Rebellion not only reveals a reverencing problem, but it reveals a reasoning problem. This, this is not wisdom, this is will. This is, this is pride. Pride. Pride is a heart problem. See, what rebellious people will do is that, amen, through their own pride, Lord have mercy, their own will, yeah, they, they will, hang in there with me now, they, they, they will create a will from their will for their will in spite of their will. It's all about them. It's all about them. Let me, let me, let me say this to you. I know everybody, everybody on this choir can sing. They're good. There's some people can sing like angels. Yeah, well, praise the name of Jesus. Ain't many of us left. In fact, there's only about five of us. Kim, Jeannie, Kay, me, me. Who, who else? Who else? I, I figure if I just keep lying to myself. <laughs> Turn to Isaiah chapter 14. Isaiah 14. Come on, let's get there quick. Because I want to show you rebellion from a reasoning perspective of one's will. Isaiah 14, when you get to say amen. Well, y'all doing good. Now, we're going to talk about your cousin, Lucifer. <laughs> now, check, check out chapter, 12, chapter 14 and verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you have been cut down to the ground which did weaken the angel, the, the, I mean the nations. Now, the rest of the chapter tells you why he fell. For thou hast said in thine heart. Now let's stop. Rebellious spirits have made a declaration of reasoning in their hearts. 
And we, and we, we see this with husbands and wives all the time. When I, when I used to do marriage counseling, I see it all the time. A couple will come in, and invariably, one of them will, will not take any onus for the problems. And you know it takes two to tangle, right? And always pay attention to the one that starts talking first. <laughs> Counselor sisters and says, okay, guys, now that we pray, what, what seems to be the problem? How can I help you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> don't miss that, Doc. Don't miss that. Why do you feel they have a need to go first? And the other one just sits back and, or one is crying, the crocodile tears that they seem to manufacture at will. And the other one is just sitting there either angry or just removed. Like, I've seen this before. <laughs> she, they cry all they want. I've seen this before. You know what's refreshing when a couple comes in and says, Pastor, we're here for counseling and we both acknowledge that we're both wrong. That is monumental. Well, he was wrong when we was engaged. <laughs> he was wrong when I was planning a wedding. She was wrong when I decided what church we're going to join. Very, very interesting. If I'm that full of hell that you can blame me for everything, you are sick. You a sick puppy if you can put all the blame on me for your unhappiness. Because what that means, when I walk out the door, you ought to be happy. Isn't that right, Wayne? Now, 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 once I go out the door, you ought to say, ding dong, which is dead. When I go to the door now. You can't send me out the door, go get somebody else, and six months later, you, we need to go to counseling. I'm preaching this morning. Some of us grew up in hell. Some of us full of hell. Some of us display hell. Some of us disguise hell. Some of us, some of us, some of us. There's nothing wrong with us. It's everybody else. I don't know what's wrong with Kent. He won't even let me sing a solo as good as I can sing. wrong with him we should have never changed musicians I can't wait to sister guys to come back on Easter she know what I did and the one before that 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 no ain't nothing wrong with kid you just full of hell 
Jesus was the director. You have something to say. He wants us here for prayer. He wants us here to, to get in the word. He, he wants to talk about walking in the light. I came to sing. Look, I'm not talking about our choir. I'm talking about the choir up the street. But check, but check it out, check it out, check it out. Check it out. See, see, listen, see, I'm, I'm trying to, if it's all about him, it doesn't matter who sings. If, if it's all about him, if I'm up here like I'm in Hollywood trying to get a reputation, then it's all about me. But when it's all about him, to God be the glory. Look, 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 I got to go. Look at this. Mm. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. The first I will is five of them here. I will exalt my throne above the stars, the angels of God. I will sit also among the mount of the congregation of the sides of the north. In fact, that's God's seat. I'm going to sit in his seat. <laughs> I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Now look at the El Elyon here, verse 14. I will be like the most high God. See, rebellion reveals a reasoning problem where you have to come out on top. One of the biggest problems we have in life is I. Guess what letter is in the middle of sin? Guess what letter is mentioned 25 times in Romans 7? I. It's the eyes. It's all about I. And, and, and this matter of rebellion, a rebellious spirit reveals this reasoning problem of pride. Out of pride, I cannot surrender. Out of pride, I cannot submit. Out of pride, we will never see eye to eye. I'm greater than you. My God. Whatever you do, I can do better. God hates the spirit. It is divisive. It is demonic. And that's part of our problem when we have a spirit of rebellion because, my God, 
we're dealing with a wisdom and a will that does not reverence what God reverences. And it is a reasoning predicated on me. Rebellion. Rebellion. When I was uh, <clears throat> overseas at a certain installation, which was top secret classified, we were drilled. Our drills dealt with knowing exactly what to do should we get a flash message from the Pentagon on DEFCON 3. No questions, no thinking. They used to tell us in the military, we don't want you to think. We want you to follow orders. The thinking has already been done. A fraction of your thinking can cause this nation to go under. We don't want you to think. We want you to know exactly what to do. And they would test you on that over and over and over. And when I meet people that always want to rationalize and think through things, and thinking is good, but there's some things that it's not our thinking we're fighting for, it's our rebellion Amen. we're fighting for. I don't choose to follow your instructions. I don't choose to submit to your authority. I choose to do things my way. And I'm going to fight you tooth and nail to get that done. Here's what's going to happen. God's going to create a trap to cut you down. Because as Miriam rebelled against Moses, God struck her. As Korah fought against Moses and Aaron, God took him out. You cannot stand in the way of God's will because God will move you. I've seen it too many times. People say, well, this ain't happening in this church over my dead body. <laughs> Call the undertaker. I think he's cold. Come on out of here. There was a play years ago, your arms are too short to box with God. Here, here, here's what we got to understand. Make sure you're fighting Satan and not the will of God. Can I get a witness? Make sure you're not standing in a gap against the Holy Spirit. Lord, have mercy. Look at the third thing as we close, rebellion reveals a root of bitterness. Uh-oh, not a wisdom or will, a wound. A deep-rooted anger. We have it. We have it. Let's, let's be careful when we say, well, I have forgiven you of everything. Be careful. You know what I discern in my own life? Stuff I thought I had for, forgot about and, forg and forgave was in the shallow grave. 
And the minute a bird came along and plucked a couple of pieces of dirt, it came back up. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Stuff I thought that I had already gotten rid of, was victorious over, was still hanging around. I, I could still smell the corpse of being hurt, the corpse of being let down, the corpse of coming last in somebody else's life. Can I get a witness? Oh, I'm preaching now. Sometimes there's a root of bitterness. Across the street in a little church over 25 years ago, we had a we had a funeral. I'll never forget this funeral as long as I live. This girl treated her mother like dirt, cussed at her, disrespected her, just treated like dirt. The woman loved the Lord. The woman's laying in a casket, gone. And I watched the girl come up to the casket and her screaming was so loud, she disturbed the whole church. It was the scream of guilt that she realized, now you saw imitation of life, didn't you? Now, now, now that she couldn't, now that her mother couldn't hear her, now all of a sudden she's sorry. Now, now that a mother couldn't respond to her, now I love you, mom, I'm sorry. No, close the casket, it's too late. She's in glory. She's walking the streets of gold. She's shouting. And many times that root of bitterness, what we ought to say today, we're going to not say it all until it's too late. Look at this. I, I was saying this morning how, and we're closing. Every night I used to watch the military channel. I, 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 I've seen every military picture there is. Midway, I've seen them all. Patton, I've seen them all. I know all the battles of the Second World War. Yeah. And, 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 and child of God, listen to me. I, I was curious, why was Adolf Hitler so wicked? What was it about this man? I, I saw the biography of his life and I said, that's it. He fought in the First World War. He was raised by a mother with no father. His mother was a disciplinarian. Yeah, he had these eerie relationships with women in his life, even his own cousins. Even Ava Brown, who they, they were supposed to be lovers, he would never touch her publicly. There was something going on strange about him, and then it came out. He was an art student. He painted, and he would turn his art paintings in to this great institution in Germany for approval so that they could bring him into this highly decorated college. And every time his art went before this panel, they would turn it down. And the panel was comprised of all Jews. There was a root of bitterness. I'm preaching to somebody here. 
Can I get a witness? And child of God, when you begin to understand all of the controversy, all, all, all of the criticism and all of the hatred, and here it is, the root of bitterness. When there's a root of bitterness, only the Holy Spirit can deal with it. You can marry who you want to marry. You're not getting rid of that bitterness. Can I get a witness? Honey will turn into hell. Yeah. Can I get a witness? And somebody got a root of bitterness. You, you, you can quote all the scripture you want. That ain't coming out, though. Can I get a witness? You can pray to your kneecaps fall off. That ain't coming out. When, when there's a root of bitterness, wrote a root of the Holy Spirit, got to go in and get it. Can I get a witness? He, he got to go in to the deepest parts of that person's life. And what he's got to do is he got to go all the way back in their history and he's got to conjure up the root. He's got to cut up the root. He's got to carve up the root. Can I get a witness? And until Jesus Christ gets to our roots, there's no change in our lives. I'm tired of us playing this game. Will we casting off this and can't? No, I want the Lord to get to my root. And you can't be in denial of the root. If you was a sex fiend, God's got to get to the root. Don't get quiet up in here now. Can I get a witness? Yeah, if you like little boys and little girls, God's got to get to the root. Somebody needs to preach it. If you're a woman and like women, if you're a man and like men, God got to get to the He got to get to the root. He got to get to the root. But I'm coming in now. God is saying, what can help this root of bitterness is the opposite attitude of submission. Can I get a witness? Rebellion will lead to a shipwrecked life. But submission is a choice. Submission is a paradigm shift. Submission is letting God be your umbrella. And you get under him for protection. Submission is when God becomes your covering. And you stop covering yourself. Submission is when you let God fight your battles. And you stop fighting your own battles. Submission is when you give way to God's promises and God's person and God's peace and God's protection. Submission is when you forget things that are behind and you keep reaching forward to things that are before you. Can I get a witness? Submission, hallelujah, is a powerful, it's a powerful tool. That's why when the angel came to Mary and Mary... Before Mary was pregnant with Jesus, the angel made an announcement. He said, Mary, thou art highly favored. And she didn't have a faith problem. She had a logistical problem. She said, how can these things be, seeing I know not a man? Can I get a witness? When we submit, we are doing now what Jesus did. Submission is not slavery. Submission is power under control. Can I get a witness? He could have called for zillions of angels. He could have turned Calvary upside down. He could have chased the devil up the Jerusalem streets. 
but he decided to not mumble a single word and he took what they threw at him can I get a witness they smacked him in the face they they spit on him they mocked him they said he he helped others can he not help himself but he didn't mumble a single word because your soul and my soul was at stake the book of life was in the scales can I get a witness he submitted himself that's why Paul said let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought it robbery not to be equal with God but when all hell was breaking out he made himself of no reputation he took on the form of a servant can I get a witness and the Bible says wherefore because he did all of that wherefore because he submitted and not rebelled wherefore because he was under the umbrella of Almighty God wherefore because he let God have his way God have highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name that up the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God can I get a witness it takes power to submit it takes pretense to be rebellious can I get a witness instead of being defiant I dare you to just be still and know that he is God for promotion comes not from the east nor from the west nor from the south but promotion comes from the Lord can I get a witness in spite of the way you treat me in spite of the way you talk to me in spite of the way you tried to hurt me I'm gonna let God be God I'm gonna be still and know that he's God cause he's able your back he's got your front he's got your sides can I get a witness you need not fight in this battle for the battle is the Lord say yeah I heard Nebuchadnezzar say and who is that God that will deliver you out of my hands throw their butts in the fire you gotta go through some fire you gotta experience some heat can I get a witness but there's somebody that's gonna walk with you talk with you be with you did not we throw three in but behold I see a fourth one and it looks like the Son of God won't he do it won't he be with you won't he deliver you any able
to the othermost. He's God's son. He's the son of God. He died for your sins. He was buried. He rose again from the grave with all power in his hands. But you got to receive him and believe it. If you want to be saved, raise your hand. Is there one? Just put your hand there. I said, Pastor, I'm going to give my life to Christ. Enough is enough is enough is enough. I need to give my life to Jesus Christ. Is there one? Or perhaps you want to join the church. Is there one? Raise your hand. Jesus said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Hallelujah. You may be seated. We're now going to transition into the celebration of the Lord's Supper. Father, thank you for your Lordship. Forgive us of our sins. Sanctify us. And as we partake of these holy elements, symbolic of your body and blood, bless us with discerning spirits. For on the night you were betrayed, you took bread, broke it, said, take eat. This is my body. Follow with wine and say, drink. This is the blood of the New Testament.